The Details of Coffee, Part 1. I've been saying for a long time that I would do a podcast on coffee, so the time has come. I'm going to break it up into pieces because I couldn't possibly tell you very much in one sitting without making you bored. Before I was a coffee drinker, I had no idea how fascinating and complex coffee is. I started drinking coffee at 19, and I drank whatever I was given which wasn't delicious because I was in Eastern Europe, where the coffee drinkers are more hardcore than me. Back then I had no idea there were a bunch of different ways it could be made and a thousand different ways it could taste. In fact, it wasn't until I was relatively old that I really started to learn about coffee. Now I know so much, I can see how people don't know what they're ordering or even that there are other options. Where do you go for an education in coffee? Good question. Let's start with some basics. If someone offers me a cup of coffee, my first assumption is that it is brewed coffee, meaning that beans are ground up, put in a filter, hot water goes over those grounds, and coffee is the result. This can be done with a machine that boils the water and does all the work for you, creating a pot of coffee in the end, or this can be done manually, without a machine and a pot, which is called a pour over. Same idea, boiling water, ground beans in a filter, and the coffee goes straight into your mug. This is one of my favorite ways to have a cup of coffee for two reasons. I like to stir the water and the grounds together to give me a more solid flavor. But also, I like that the water and the grounds are in contact with one another relatively quickly. The stirring makes the water fall through the filter easily because the grounds aren't settled at the bottom slowing the water down. This short time is what makes coffee less bitter. Water and grounds spending a long time together equate to bitterness, which is also why a French press is my least favorite way to have a cup of coffee. The two hanging out together for a long period of time is what ruins it for me. Using the word stronger makes it sound like I want my coffee weak. No, not at all. I'd rather go without than have weak coffee. But I like coffee to be smooth and not kick me in the face. The longer beans and water spend time together, the less pleasant I find the cup of coffee. There are so many words used when describing coffee that are pretty specific, so I don't want to say I like bold coffee because that means something of its own. As a wordy person, you would think I would love describing coffee, but I actually don't. And the reason is that coffee is so complex. The word complex is even a word used in describing coffee, so I need to be a little careful how I say all of this. Back to brewed coffee. Seldom would anyone offer a cup of coffee if it were made a different way than I just described because the drinks made differently each have their own names. Surely they are coffee, but the bean roast and the process that the drink is made is usually different when a cup of coffee has a specific name. Something else that is a big deal in coffee making is the grind of the bean. You would not grind a bean extremely fine like you would for espresso and then use it in a French press. That would taste terrible and you would probably have those fine grounds spinning in your cup, only making it stronger by the minute. The brew method dictates the grind size. So if you ever ask to have your coffee beans ground, make sure they know how you're going to brew your coffee. Espresso is not the finest grind of coffee, but it is the finest you can get coffee ground. 
Microground is another type of grind, but it's not one that most grinders can accomplish. Microground is smaller and is usually used for instant coffee. Instant coffee is dehydrated coffee, which means that it was previously made and the moisture was removed. Starbucks sells an instant coffee that also contains microground coffee. Nescafe granules might only be dehydrated coffee. I'm not sure. I only have Starbucks coffees in the house. Espresso is what most other coffee drinks are made of when you go to a coffee shop and order something with a name. Those drinks are one of the reasons I want to explain coffee, because espresso is finely ground and it is very strong. Most people do not tend to drink espresso. Two shots of espresso is called a dopio, and one is called a solo. Some people do drink this, but it's a small percentage of people, and the liquid measure of a solo or a dopio is quite small. And since most people prefer a full cup of coffee, very few people just drink espresso shots. The story goes, in Europe during World War II, the American soldiers found the coffee shots of espresso to be too strong, and so they would have water added to them. That's where the term Americano came from. If you order an Americano, you are getting hot water and espresso shots, which, by the way, is a delicious drink. Many people who drink brewed coffee don't realize an Americano is just as delicious, and some would say even better, me included. It's the consistency of brewed coffee, and you can add anything to it the same you would your typical cup of coffee. But because of how it's made, an Americano does not go by any different name, and nothing else gets called an Americano. If you do not add water to those espresso shots and instead you add steamed milk, that is a latte. If you steam that milk, pulling in as much air as possible so that the milk is mostly foam, that is a cappuccino. A cappuccino that is only foam, without the liquid milk, is considered dry. A cappuccino that is leaning more toward being a foamy latte is considered wet. Basically, don't order a cappuccino if you're not a fan of foam. More often than not, both lattes and cappuccinos are made with 2% milk. The fat content is middle of the road and universally what most people expect when they order these drinks. Nowadays, with all the milk alternatives, ordering a cappuccino, your foam level is dictated by how that milk alternative aerates. For example, soy aerates way better than coconut milk. Let that be what it is, and don't be upset you don't have the foam you want if you order a non-foaming milk. Espresso and milk are the only ingredients in a flat white. But the method of making a flat white is a specific method. When a shot of espresso pulls, for about a minute it has three different layers. Those layers have names. At the bottom is the heart, the middle layer is the body, and the top layer is the crema. A flat white is made with the crema in mind and should remain on the top of the drink. First off, whole milk is used because of the fat content. When steamed properly or if stirred after steaming, you are left with a smooth microfoam. This is not like a cappuccino when it's done right. It's like thick, silky milk. After the espresso pulls, the milk is then slowly poured into the espresso in an attempt to keep the crema on the top. Pouring quickly will just swirl the espresso and milk together, losing the crema. 
Once the drink is finished pouring, the dot of microfoam on the top of the drink is where the milk was poured and is the mark of being a flat white. Apparently, the flat white originated from Australia. As a side note, keeping the crema on the top of the drink is how latte art is created. Another key factor of a flat white is the setting with which the espresso is pulled. The shots are done with a little less water and less time, and that has a term of its own, ristretto. So flat whites are made with ristretto shots. The less time and the less water chemically makes the shots sweeter. Remember how I said that the longer the water and beans are in contact, the more bitter they are, which is why you would never ask for long shots if you hate bitter coffee. Long shots are very bitter because they use more water and a longer time. These espresso drinks can, in fact, be made with cold water or cold milk, but understand the flavor and texture is going to be totally different. You might think that an iced cappuccino is impossible, which in theory it is, but what is done for that drink is some foam is steamed and then put on top of the iced drink. A very popular espresso drink is a caramel macchiato. Macchiato means marked. So with that drink, the espresso marks the milk, which means the espresso is last into the drink. A caramel macchiato is topped with actual caramel. So basically, a caramel macchiato is a layered drink. Now let's move to a couple cold favorites, iced coffee and cold brew. Clearly, I can't speak for how these are made everywhere because it's possible to get made differently. I will explain for how I know they are made. Iced coffee starts out hot brewed coffee, brewed strong so the ice can be added to it and stirred to a room temperature coffee. That is then added to ice when it's ordered. Cold brew is made as the name suggests, brewed in cold water. This is only possible without hot water because the beans in the cold water are left sitting together for somewhere around 20 hours. Any place that serves cold brew is going to have a very specific roast they make it with, and it does not get made with different roasts on different occasions. Consistency is key with something you invest 20 hours in. Most cold brew is likely made with a medium roast. Which brings me to the three categories of roasted beans, blonde, medium, and dark. These are directly describing the duration of the time the bean has been roasted. The longer you roast a bean, the darker it becomes, and the less caffeine it contains. For some reason, people tend to assume the darker the roast, the greater the caffeine. That's just an assumption. The green coffee bean is the most caffeinated, which is why non-coffee-tasting drinks can also be highly caffeinated from coffee beans. A blonde roast is aptly named because to compare a blonde bean to a dark bean, the blonde one is very much lighter which means it is also heavier in weight because it hasn't been roasted as long. When you look at bags of beans, you'll notice blonde one-pound bags are smaller than the others. This also means if you make coffee by weighted measure, as you should, you use fewer beans with a blonde roast. Another word a lot of people don't seem to know is different from other coffee words is frappuccino. If you're ordering a drink at Starbucks and you ask for that, you are specifically asking for a drink made with a cold micro-ground coffee, not one made with espresso, that comes with ice, milk, sugar, and flavor blended together. That word means all of those things, so you can't ask for it to get made hot 
because there isn't a hot version of it. It is also the most bastardized and dessert-like drink made with coffee. So don't expect one to be like the coffee you know if you have never had a frappuccino. At McDonald's, they call this type of drink a frappe. Each company trademarks their own version name for blended dessert coffee. I'm going to stop there, and we'll go further next time. This already feels a little bit overwhelming. I hope it's been educational. <laughs>